Welcome to Tiny Histories, the podcast that tells the big stories behind the small things. I'm your host, Daisha Clay. On this show, you're going to hear true stories told by the people that they happen to. Each story revolves around a person, place, or thing. Think of them kind of like historical markers in that person's life. By the way, Tiny Histories is a big endeavor run by a small crew. You can find ways to support the show, and you can find out how to share your own tiny history at tinyhistoriespodcast.com. Remember to subscribe to, rate, and review the show wherever you listen. Imagine that the thing standing between you and independence, education, freedom to move around as you please, and general possibility in life was a toiletry product. Something that a lot of us think nothing of driving down the street to purchase for a few bucks. That's exactly what happens to women in countries all over the world, not to mention right here in the U.S., because they can't access menstrual products. It means that women and girls lose whole days of school, that their careers and abilities to provide for themselves are inhibited, and that often the course of their lives are changed because of this one small thing. Days for Girls is an organization that aims to give that small thing to women globally, and by creating access to menstrual education and products, they're literally giving back days to women and girls and changing lives. In this episode of Tiny Histories, we travel to Kenya, where mother and daughter Christine Kamasi and Patricia Ayuma, who both work for Days for Girls, tell their stories about how a very simple thing changed the course of their lives on so many levels. My name is Christine Kamasi. I live in Nairobi, Kenya, along Kangundo Road. I'm ambassador at Zarel Days for Girls Nairobi. I love working with the girls. I am Patricia Ayuma. I live in Nairobi, Kenya. I live in Komarok, and I'm also assisting at Days for Girls Nairobi. Uh, Patricia is my firstborn daughter. Uh, Days for Girls Kitty is a washable kit. It is going to last you three to four years. So a girl just put the bag on the bag, but it has everything inside the bag. The kits are being made at our enterprise at Zarel, Kenya. We distribute to the girls. We take them to school or even to churches and children's homes. I think there is a need for this because personally, I know how it feels not to have pads when menstruating. There's a lot of challenges when it comes to menstrual hygiene uh, kits because uh, most of the time the girl will start menstruation and they don't have something to manage their period simply because uh, the culture does not allow uh, to talk about menstruation. So when it reaches that age where a girl needs the sanitary towels, they don't have that courage and the freedom to talk to their parent about it and the parents never talk about it to the girls. So the issue is that if you don't have money to buy the pad, then uh, the girl will be comfortable uh, getting it from a man. Like a, a man will give them money so that they can buy the kit. The desperation, the desperation to get the kit doesn't even allow you to look at the man and to think if he's handsome or ugly, so long as you can get that money just to go and buy the kit. So that has led many girls drop out of school because they end up getting pregnant because the guy will want also for you to pay back. And what are you paying back with? You're paying back with your body. And then you end up becoming pregnant. So it's a big challenge. Mostly when women don't get to buy pads, others end up into prostitution. 
just to get money to buy pads. Others who are not willing to do the prostitution may end up washing clothes so that they can get money and see if they can buy. Like it's really a huge challenge because uh, most of the women in Kenya, most of them, they are not really educated. And uh, the few who are educated and they are working, they are able to get the parts because they will buy them. But the few who are not educated and they have to go and do a labors in on some people's house. So they have to choose between if they got little money, do they have to buy the part or do they have to buy food for the children? So you find that the need for the food is higher than the need for the pad. So you find that uh, it's really a big need. I found out about this for Girls Kitty in uh, 2012. And uh, I had met a lady from the US. Her name is Kerry Grab, And uh, she had come to Kenya. And uh, we had met through a friend. And she invited me to go with her to Western Kenya. So that is when we went, and that was the first time I saw the kit. So what happened is that uh, we were doing a project called I Grow With My Tree, and then it happened there was a young girl who was around 12 years, and uh, she was she had messed up her cloth. So I, I talked to her, and I asked her if she had any idea what was happening to her, and she totally didn't have any idea. She just knew that blood was on her cloth, but she didn't know what to do next. So that is when I went to her home and I talked to her stepmother and the stepmother was like, I don't care if she's menstruating or not. That is not my problem because she's not my biological daughter. And I I, I, I connected it with my own story growing up, how what it happened. So I asked the girl, where is your, where, where is your grandmother? Because she was staying with the grandmother and the grandmother was not there. So the girl was messed up. She had started a period. Nobody was there to tell her anything. And then I started crying. So when Kerry came, she asked me, like, what's the problem? And I said, like, this girl has messed up. She doesn't have anything to manage her period. And I don't have anything to help her. And Kerry said, like, okay, don't worry about it. Let's go with the girl to the school. I have something that I'll give her. And she told me, have you heard about this for girls? I said, no. So that is when we went. And then she took in a kit. And then she asked me to, because she was speaking English, the girl was not able to speak English, so I was able to translate in our mother tongue. I was so emotional. I cried the whole day. Growing up as a girl, I suffered a lot. I, I suffered the shame of menstruation. Just coming to know about this for girls, I embraced it with a lot of love because uh, I realized that, uh, that this is something like salvation. This is something that is going to give girls uh, power, freedom, confidence, and they could become whatever they wanted to become if they could have these parts. Because I myself did not get through school because uh, of the challenges I was facing with menstruation. And I didn't want any other girl to go through what I went. And that is why when I saw this girl, I cried. Because I remembered during my time, nobody talked about it. I suffered in silence. So I, I put myself in this girl's shoes. And it was very bad. So when I learned about this for girls, I embraced it. I realized that this is what is going to give us the freedom. This is what is going to impact the girls to have more days in school, to have more days of confidence, just to have uh, freedom during their puberty and that, to enjoy life. Because I realized that not having a pad, 
an old man will just come to you and give you the money. And because of that desperation, you will take the money, but you will feel so ashamed when this man wants you to take out your clothes so that you can pay back for the money he gave you. So the, the days for girls part has really made girls have their days back the days of joy, the days of dignity, the days of freedom. Like for me, that is salvation. Every time I take the kids to the girls, I, if I'm taking 100 kids, I'll take 10 extra. That's any other girl that will come and uh, they didn't get whatever the client had gotten, I'll have to give her because it makes me heal my past. It makes me heal the pain that I, I had to go through. It gives me joy. It gives me my life purpose. Like it, it makes me realize that I was on this journey so that I could serve these girls. Like I could understand them better because I have been in that pain. I know what it feels. So every time I give a girl a kitty, I feel like somebody has just healed part of me. It brings a lot of joy knowing that she'll not go through whatever I went through. Yeah. Before, we never talked about menstruation. Okay, let me touch a, a little bit about my life. I used to stay with a relative because of the difficulties in the family. So I never got time to be with mom. So she never told me about menstruation. So when my menses started, I was afraid to tell the relative. Then I was also afraid to be a big girl because in our culture, we believe when you menstruate, you become a big girl. And I didn't want to be that big girl. So I just kept it as a secret. I went to school. Then the teacher noticed that my cloth was messed up. So she sent me back home. Then I explained to the guardian who I was staying with what happened. She called my mom and told her what had happened. Then since she was making clothes, she just made rough, rough rags and brought to me, but I wasn't able to talk to someone. I had no one to talk to, and I got pregnant at an early age of 16 because of lack of pads and their basic needs. And so I have a boy, he's in Form 1, but I'm grateful for the journey, and our life purpose now is to speak to girls and tell them more to be free and to break the silence. I chose to work at this because I wanted to save another girl, not to go through what I went through because of silence. It has changed my life because when we go to schools, I get a chance to talk to the girls. I get a chance to educate them. I get a chance to, to do demonstration on our kit, on how to wear it, how to change it, everything about it. And I also get a chance to tell them to ask any question freely that they wouldn't ask at home. It makes me feel good because I mostly I do it to support my mom because we, we, we are working in this journey together. I see this thing going far. And our dream is to reach to any other girl that is somewhere that doesn't have something to manage her periods with. I see a great future ahead because uh, of the girls that we have already empowered. Some of them have really done well in schools and I see them getting through universities and college 
and these are going to be the change makers because they had more days in school and they have a great future ahead of them so i see a great Kenya with empowered women who are going to be lawyers uh doctors and everything and that brings me a lot of gratitude every girl everywhere matters and that's our goal and that's our drive every day Thank you, Christine and Patricia, for generously sharing your stories. To find out how you can get involved with Days for Girls, and if you've got a sewing machine, I'm looking at you, head over to daysforgirls.org. Find an inspiring interview with Days for Girls founder, Celeste Mergens, on the Sew and Tell podcast. We'll put links to all of this in our show notes, along with some great photos that Christine sent me. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Tiny Histories. We hope it got you thinking about your own stories, and if it did, we'd love to hear from you. Tell us your story at tinyhistoriespodcast.com, and uh, if you do, we might just hit you up to share your story on the podcast or in the Tiny Newsletter. You can find a link to the Tiny Newsletter, show notes and photos of our storytellers, ways to engage with us, and ways to support the show at tinyhistoriespodcast.com. Tiny Histories is written, hosted, and produced by me, Daisha Clay. Our theme music is by the inimitable Nat Evans. To find out more about Nat, go to natevansmusic.com. Tiny Histories is a production of Pillow Fort Studios.